if as we wait on our day of harvest, we abide daily in Jesus and in His Word, we will literally grow fresh faith, fresh strength, fresh hope, fresh vision, fresh fire. Welcome to Life Talk with Dr. Jeff Wickwire, author and founding senior pastor of the exciting Turning Point Church in Fort Worth, Texas. Pastor Jeff is known for his heartfelt and practical proclamation of the scriptures. We are so glad you joined us today. So stay tuned as Pastor Jeff teaches, encourages, and challenges you from the Word of God. Hi everybody, this is Jeff Wickwire and welcome to Life Talk. You know, I discovered long ago that there is a difference between being tired and being weary. Being tired is simply a physical condition we all experience at the end of a long day. But weariness runs deeper. It's connected to our spiritual well-being. Join me today as we look at the difference between the two and learn how to run and not be weary and walk and not faint. I wish that I could say over all of you, 20 years from now, tis, tis, you're still doing the same old thing, still going to church, still reading your Bible, still praying, still talking about Jesus. <laughs> I don't know where she is right now, but I don't think it's any place good. But see, I haven't burned out. Oh, could I have? Oh, yes. Do I fight it sometimes? You better believe it. But I have a key. I have a secret. I'm going to tell it to you. Hebrews describes this fainting spirit metaphorically this way. Tired hands and shaky feet. Hebrews 12, 12. You know what it looks like? This weariness I'm talking about that Paul talked about? Sulking shoulders, drooping countenance, dragging feet, listless gait. This is the weariness that Paul warns against. You walk into church like this, you better preach me up, brother. I'm down. I want to give you a key where you walk in with your head held high, and you've already had a great week in Jesus, and you're just going to add to it here. So let's talk about these three things. First, first one we've already mentioned, don't grow weary. Don't faint. Don't give up. But look what he says. What has brought them to this place of weariness? Because he tells us in the same verse, what did this to them? Here's what he said. For in due season, you will reap. In due season, you will reap. He said, well, Jeff, how does that explain to us what got them weary? Ah, it's all about timing. It's all about timing. In due season. He was talking to the Galatians who had quit running their race well. You did run well. What's happened to you? Who has bewitched you? Apparently, they were struggling with a timing issue because that's what he talked about in the middle of the verse, the due season. He's talking about timing. They were dealing with their timetable versus God's timetable. They were fainting within, watch this, because some of you are right here. They were fainting within because the results they were expecting weren't happening when they thought they would and when they thought they should. It was a timing issue. Their season, their timing had not been God's timing. You ever 
experienced that yourself? How many of you are there right now? You think Abraham wasn't there? Hey, Lord, I'm 100. Have you looked at the wife lately? She's 90. And you promised us a child, and I don't get it. Because, see, whenever we get a promise from God, here's what we do. We're not aware that we do it, but we do it. We have inside of ourselves a calendar, a time clock, a timer. And we get this promise from God, and we immediately think, well, it's going to take place within this amount of time. By the time this much time goes by, I'm going to have it. And we don't know. It's a subconscious thing. But it happens every time. So God says, I'm going to do this with you, that with you. You're going to have this ministry, that ministry. Or you're going to have meet this person or that person or this business or this kind of raise. or the, Something God promises, and we immediately attach a timer to it. It's in the back of our minds. Abraham did. We know that he did. Because even when he was in his 70s, he looked at his watch and checked it out. And Sarah said, look, this ain't happening. Why don't you go and marry my handmaid, Hagar, and let's get a child some way because this is not happening. What was she saying? My timer has started buzzing and nothing's happening. So I'm going to take matters into my own hands, and that's what got them into all their trouble and rocks our world today. I love it that it said Abraham and Sarah both laughed when God said, hey, I'm going to give you a child in your old age. God said, you laughed. Sarah said, I didn't laugh. (laughs) And I love what God said. He said, ah, but you did laugh. It was the laugh of incredulity. It was the laugh of unbelief. It's like, how can this be? And God said, it's going to be. It's going to be. It's just not on your timetable. It's going to be on my timetable so that nobody can get the credit but me. You're not going to be able to say, look what I did, look what we did, look how we persevered. No, when my timetable comes to pass, only God can get the glory for what he does. It's on my timetable. See, but failed expectations were rocking the Galatians world. Failed expectations. Failed expectations happen when what we're expecting doesn't come the way we thought it would and when we thought it should. And God's timetable conflicts with ours. So we have failed expectations. So they became discouraged with doing good and getting disappointing results. And their souls were fainting because they weren't getting the results they thought they would see. So here's what Paul's saying to them. He's saying, hang on, your harvest is coming in due season. Trust God's timing. Because in due season, you will reap. We say that together in due season. Make I, put I to it. I will reap. Not might, not maybe, not perhaps. I will. Give the Lord a hand of praise. Isn't that right? Yes. I will. Now, here's what they needed to understand, and so do we. Listen carefully to this. This is good. God has a due season. God has a due season for every seed we plant while we go about doing good. Because every good thing we do in the name of Jesus is a seed in the ground. And isn't it funny how some seeds come up quicker? Watch this now. His timetable, when that seed goes into the ground, almost never is our timetable. He has a timetable. He has a timer attached to every seed planted. And ours is to keep on sowing. His is to cause that seed to grow. 
The Bible says one plants and other waters, but only God can give the increase. Only God can make it come up. Now, here's the deal. Sometimes the due season means a quick return on what you've sown. Lo and behold, you pray for it, and all of a sudden, there it is, and you get it pretty quickly. You say, all right, that's the kind of answer prayer I like. I'm a microwave kind of believer. I like it when God jumps when I pray. I love that. I don't have to wait because I don't like waiting. I'm not in some love affair with waiting. I'm sure not. So sometimes the due season means a quick return, but sometimes it means a process. Or a slower return that may take years, it may even take a lifetime. One day, the great 19th century man of faith, George Mueller, began praying for five of his lost friends. George Mueller is known for being a great prayer. And he began to pray for five lost friends. Now, here's the record. He wrote this down in his own biography. After many months, one of them came to the Lord. There was a quick return. After just a few months, one of them came to the Lord. Ten years later, two others were converted. How many of us would have fainted in ten years' time? Because, see, the test comes between the sowing and the reaping, the promise and the provision. Between the promise and the provision, the sowing and the reaping, there's always a lag time. There's always a time when your faith is tested. Where is that seed? Didn't I plant that seed? Where did it go? You dig the ground back up and look in there and see if the seed's still down there. I've done that with real seeds. Didn't I plant that thing? What's going on with you? Are you still there? And you you dig it all up and there's this little bitty sprout coming out of that seed. I should have left it alone. So 10 years later, two others were converted. It took 25 years for the fourth one to be converted. I know you're wondering what happened to number five. Here it is. Mueller persevered in prayer for 52 years. 52 years, and after 52 years, he died. But at his funeral, number five was there. And number five heard the funeral and what was said about his friend George Mueller at the funeral. And a few days later, he gave his heart to Christ based on what was said at his friend's funeral. So 52 years later, the prayer was answered. Now, let me give you another illustration. In my backyard, I have roses and I have an oak tree. When we got our house 23 years ago, we're still in the same house. We don't like moving. Somebody came and they planted this little teeny oak tree in my backyard. And I remember being told, that's an oak tree. And I said, I don't believe that's an oak tree. I said, that's an oak tree. And it was puny, scrawny. It didn't look promising at all. No birds were in it. It didn't give any shade. It was just this little stick in the ground. But you know what? 23 years later, this thing is this humongous tree. I mean, it's full of hundreds of squirrels, God help us all kinds of birds. I'm having to call somebody this week to come and cut some of it away because it's so big. But you know what? It took 23 years. But I got roses in my backyard too. I planted those things in a few weeks. Bloop, there they were. Guess what? Sometimes your prayer is a rose. Sometimes your prayer is an oak tree. And see, what we do is we expect the oak tree to behave like the rose. And when the oak doesn't behave like the rose, then we say, Well, God failed me. It's not working for me. Forget this prayer stuff. I'm going off on my own. And we go to a Hagar and we hatch an Ishmael. Some of you got an oak in the ground and you're all discouraged. Hey, just hang on. So why is it taking so long? Because the oak has so much more potential. 
It's so much bigger, greater, stronger, wider, deeper. Some of you got a rose vision and some of you have an oak vision. But here's the promise. In due season, you will reap. But every one of those seeds have a timer. And we have to know that. I don't know where you're at in your life, but rather than becoming discouraged and faint-hearted over failed expectations, we ought to place our trust in two things. Listen carefully. Two facts. First one, your labor is never in vain in the Lord. It's never in vain in the Lord. I bought a great jacket years and years ago. I've never been able to find one that I liked as much. I'm talking over 20 years ago. I still wear this thing. It's faded. It looks terrible, but I can't give it up because it just fits right. You know what I'm talking about? It's me. But I said, we just got to find the duplicate. We looked and looked and looked. We searched the internet. And if you search the internet and come up with nothing, you searched in vain. I searched in vain and didn't find it. You know why? Because they don't make the thing anymore. I thought about calling the former maker and saying, hey, what would it take for you to make just one more for me? But watch this. I searched in vain. In other words, I searched and came up with nothing. So it was in vain. We're looking for a restaurant the other night. And the restaurant we were looking at, we came up to this empty, shut-down building. And we said, wow, we came all this way. Say it for me. In vain. Because we searched, but came up with nothing. But here's the promise of God. You will never sow in kingdom seed and come up with nothing. It's not going to happen. It's either a rose seed or it's an oak seed, but whichever, in God's timing, it's going to come up. Now, I'm always talking to you about words. I've got to tell you about this one little word, three-letter word, do, in due season. That's his adjective for the seed. He said, the season is due. It's a due season. That's how he described it. So what does due mean? I couldn't believe this. It uniquely, it means uniquely one's own, peculiar to the individual. The timing specifically designed for you and just for you. You've got a due season coming that is not going to be mine. I've got some due seasons coming that aren't yours. But see, as we sow into the good ground, the kingdom of God, keep on sowing, keep on sowing, keep on sowing, and don't get discouraged between promise and provision. Then he says, you are going to have an individual exclusively custom made for you. A harvest. And it's in the oven in heaven cooking right now. And it's yours. It's not somebody else. It's yours. Because we all reap. And we all sow. And we all are the result of what we have sown in the past. And whatever you want in your life tomorrow, sow it today. So in your season, your due season, the season and timing God has ordained uniquely for you, you are going to reap your harvest. So we have an exhortation. Be not weary in well-doing. We've got a promise. In due season, you're going to reap. Let me finish with this. The condition. If you don't faint. That's a condition. That means here's what rides on me. If I don't faint. So if my reaping my harvest hinges on my not fainting so that I'm there when the harvest comes and somebody else is not there to get the harvest I sowed, if I'm there to get it, 
then I got to learn how to not faint. And I'm going to tell you how to not do it. Now, I wish I could tell you something profound where you would walk out here going, wow, that was really deep. But it's not. It's simple. It's so simple. And you're all going to know this verse. It's Isaiah 40, verse 31. As a matter of fact, let's read it together. There it is. Read it with me out loud. But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They will run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. What's the last word? Faint. So there we go. There's that word. Be not weary in well-doing, for in due season you will reap if you faint not. And then right there in that verse, they told us how not to faint. They that wait upon the Lord shall experience renewal, shall experience renewal, will soar like eagles, will run fast and walk far without fainting. That's the promise. I want you to picture somebody with me. Here's somebody standing at a bus stop. They're at a bus stop, and here's how they're standing there. Where are they? Somebody's next to you, and you say, they're always late. I'm so sick of waiting for these dumb buses. It may not even come. They're impatient. They're angry. They're agitated. They're put out. You know what that is? That's the opposite of the way faith waits on God. You want to know how faith waits on God? It waits expectantly. It waits filled with hope. It waits brimming with anticipation. Faith waits serenely, trusting the God of the promises and the promises of God. It is not moved by circumstances, rattled by setbacks, or discouraged by timing. Faith is never shaken. And when what you're believing for arrives, faith is not surprised. No wonder David so often wrote in his psalms, I love these psalms, wait for the Lord, keep his way, and he will exalt you to inherit the land. The Hebrew is not just wait on the Lord, but wait in faith on the Lord to act. Notice in this next psalm the connection between waiting in faith on the Lord and trusting in his timing and being delivered from a fainting heart. Listen to this. David said, real honestly, thank you for your honesty, David. He said, I would have fainted. I would have fainted, lost heart, unless I had believed I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait in faith on the Lord, be of good courage, and he will strengthen your heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord in faith for him to act. I love that verse. I love it. Notice what he says. I would have dropped. I would have fainted. I would have given up. I would have walked away unless I believed something. That I was going to see God's goodness in the land of the living. He's not going to fail me. He's not going to forsake me. I know if I sow, I'm going to reap. He's not going to walk away from me. He's not going to betray me. He's not going to leave me high and dry. But I know, I believe I'm going to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. No wonder he wrote in another psalm. He said, why are you disquieted, O my soul? Why are you disquieted within me? Hope in God, for I shall yet praise him who is the health of my countenance and my God. Wait on him. Now, the Bible promises that if we wait on the Lord in faith, abiding in him and his word daily, something miraculous happens. 
in every one of you. Here's what happens. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. It was believed by the ancients, and it's believed by many now, that even old eagles molt. Now, molt means they shed their old, ragged, worn feathers and grow new ones, and they do it every year. Even an old eagle has been around a long time. Every year he will shed those old, worn-out, ragged, torn feathers, and he will spring new ones. And when he springs these new ones, it empowers the eagle to grab the winds that might have taken him down with the old feathers, and instead he rides and rises high into the heights with these new feathers, and he conquers the wind that might have destroyed him otherwise. And here's what God is saying. He said, abide in me. He's saying, if we go forth in our own strength, we will faint and we will utterly fall. But if, as we wait on our day of harvest, we abide daily in Jesus and in his word, we will literally grow fresh faith, fresh strength, fresh hope, fresh vision, fresh fire, fresh. Listen, he says, So much so that even the young men are going to faint and grow weary, but not you older folks. You will run and not be weary, and you will walk and not faint. I've been preaching for many, many years. I hope I'm doing it when I'm 80 years old. When I'm 80 years old, God giving me strength, I hope to be up here. Just like that. Still doing the same old thing. Some of you younger people, you came walking in here today all torn down. But I know some of you older ones, you came in just like this. Now watch this. Say with me, don't faint. Keep on sowing. I love Ecclesiastes. He says, sow your seed in the morning of your life. And don't be idle in the evening of your life. Keep on sowing. Then say with me, leave your harvest. Timing with God. If we will just abide in the Lord and His Word abide in us, trust His timing, wait on the Lord in faith to act, we will break that finish tape at the end because we will stay strong each and every day and we won't burn out. We will burn on. Well, it's been great being with you today. This is Jeff Wickwire, and in today's message, we learn that those who wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. It's a promise. They will mount up with wings as eagles, and they will run and not be weary, walking and not fainting. Well, how do we wait on the Lord and renew our strength? We saw that by spending time with Him every day is absolutely crucial. Time in His presence, just worshiping Him, and time in His Word. These are basic fundamental truths that keep our fire and passion burning for Jesus and will keep us in the race that he has called us to run. Make sure to join us next time as we move on to the next message in this exciting series, Don't Be Ashamed. I look forward to sharing that word with you next time. Hi, 
Hi, this is Pastor Jeff. You know, at Life Talk, we want to stay connected with you and help equip and encourage you in your walk with the Lord. If you'd like to receive e-devotionals and ministry updates from me, go online to lifetalkradio.us and sign up to receive this exclusive Life Talk listener email. When you sign up for the first time, we'll send you a free resource as a thank you for being a devoted Life Talk listener. So go to lifetalkradio.us and sign up for a free e-devotional today. Faint Not is a third message of Pastor Jeff's series, The Race. You can own a copy of this six-CD set for just $30 plus shipping. Log on to lifetalkradio.us or call us toll-free at 877-884-3111. Get your copy of today's message for just $5 or purchase the entire series, The Race, for only $30 plus shipping by logging on to lifetalkradio.us or calling us toll-free at 877-884-3111 for more information. You've been listening to Life Talk with Dr. Jeff Wickwire. To find out more about Dr. Wickwire's ministry and Turning Point Church, visit us at lifetalkradio.us or call us toll-free at 877-884-3111. That's 877-884-3111. And as a reminder, Life Talk is a listener-supported ministry. We exist to bring God's Word to thousands of people in your area on this great station. So your prayers and financial support go a long way in helping us with this endeavor. Please prayerfully consider helping us. Thanks again for listening today, and we look forward to meeting with you once again on our next Life Talk broadcast.